attention, please. The Magic Garway Podcast is now leaving from New Orleans for an artistic tour of all things Disney. Jumbo, everyone. Rumble. Hi, Mr. Anonymous here, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Magic Our Way takes an artistic view of all things Disney-related. Join your hosts, Kevin and Danny, Marvel expert and proprietor of ivorycomics.com, Eli, and your personal earmarked travel agent, you've got a friend in Lee, Lee Lostavica. Come join the Mau Weekend Nation on social media and at magicourway.com. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Asante Sane, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Are We podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, USA. We are artistic buffs talking Disney stuff, and we can take our conversation anywhere, and we will not be pigeonholed. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And with us today, we have our resident comic genius from ivorycomics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, Eli? And the words of my papa to rat to rat, but we can nation, how you doing? Don't do that. We lose ratings every time you do that. I didn't do the thing. <laughs> Do the day people like it. When every time you turret, an angel loses its wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, come on! I know angel can still fly. I'm just kidding, that's bit. right. But it's, but an old person gets extra oxygen. Oh yeah, you know, Maleficent got her wings back, so yeah. I guess it's okay. All right. Well, you know that was my you know that was my thing. But it's glad I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm so glad you decided to join us on this part two, man, to, uh, to hear our conversation with our lead 2.0, who we still have. Yes. Thank goodness. It was a great conversation, and you're in for more of a treat. Um, our lead 2.0 is none other than Mr. Lee Cockrell, former, or I guess retired, executive vice president of Walt Disney World Operations. Living a good life. But still has the magic. Still has mm-hmm. the magic, still promotes the magic, and uh, spreading the good word out there. Clarity. Clarity. Communication. <laughs> treat people right. Right. And so hopefully you get that idea. If not, read his book. If not, listen to his podcast. There's many ways to get that idea. If not, listen to this podcast again Yeah, with the podcast that you just heard right before this one. Yep, and start the whole sequence over. Guys. That's what you call loving the magic. That's right. So my weekends, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you lined up today. So enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. Be out. Guest, be our guest, put our service to the test, tie your napkin... Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Guest Services segment, the segment in which we get to interact with stuff that you, the listener, have sent in to us. And so, the first thing we have up today is Mr. Mononymous, our Super Moeekin, one of our Super Moeekins, of course. And uh, we had a show, number 114, where we came up with restaurants, a counter service, and a table service restaurant for each of the parks in Walt Disney World. Well, Mr. Mononymous sent us a comment on Facebook where he did the same treatment to Disneyland. And so uh, he says, Disneyland suggestions. He says, Tastes of Sydney themed to Finding Nemo. That's the name of the restaurant. Tastes of Sydney. It'll be themed to Finding Nemo. He says, It's a sit-down seafood restaurant overlooking the submarine lagoon built behind the loading queue under the monorail beam. The restaurant is located, quote-unquote, at 44 Wallaby Way in Sydney, Australia. Oh, that's good. Yep. Just down the way from a familiar dentist's office. The main dining room windows take a page out of the Disney Cruise Line magic portholes by superimposing animated images inspired by the films over the tranquil yet kinetic scene of the subs coming into port and the monorail leaving the Tomorrowland station. Mm. Birds flying through the sky, fish jumping out of the water, whales breaching in the lagoon, both scenic and including some comedic elements. He takes you there. He takes you there. And he goes further. Ah, good day, mate. All right, so here are some of the themed dishes that he has. He says, in addition to a broad but short menu, he says the menu would include a whale of a tail dessert sampler on a plate with a picture of a sea lion as a call out to the classic 20,000 leagues under the sea. Okay, and then he says he has a signature fish and friends not food plate, which <laughs> is a sampling from the lamb chicken beef menu. <laughs> And then for his quick service, he has Salah's Surprises, 
outside of Indiana Jones Temple of the Forbidden Eye. And it, he'd say it would be dug into the slope near the Jungle Cruise. And this is where you can buy date parfait, chilled monkey brains, which he says would be a strawberry Italian ice, in a souvenir cup, use your imagination, and gummy hearts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he says a tagline for a solid surprise would be no bad dates or have dates on the menu but crossed off with the words bad date scrolled next to it. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In addition, uh, no bad dates. That's the motto of uh, Mouse Mingle. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Cool. Well, thank you, Mr. Manosman. That was very, very great treatment. And if any of you guys want to take your crack at it, man, we have the criteria listed in our show notes for show number 114, as well as we have it on the Facebook. So give it a shot, man. Exercise that creative muscle and send it, and send in what you got. We've got a lot of great creative listeners out there, but I mean, that, that's really good what he put together there. He could, he really could. I it mean, was good. He could do his own podcast if ever he wanted to do that. He's got the voice for it. We he, told he, him that before. What got, are y'all doing? What are you doing? Let's, let's keep him in the stable. It's, it's good talent. Let's keep the talent. He's got good people. Yeah, he's he, got good people. He's a good guy. He's doing things. He'll still you know, listen to us. If talent, you go ahead and you elevate it. I mean, well, elevate it to say, hey, look, next time we do an imaginary restaurant thing, hey, you want to be a special guest. And he could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I I listen to other podcasts too, but I still do my show. No, there's no doubt. He is yeah. a very good talent. I, yes. I, I, I enjoy the intros. I love the voices. You know what? You know, I, I guess it's like being like, uh, you've been hurt before. I've been hurt before. I'm a, <laughs> you know, I have a, I have a jealous tendency. It's like, you know, you, if, you know, if you, if, you can't hold them there that you, you have to let them be free. Well, be free to, here. You know, like, <laughs> you know, build, build us up. So we could build you up. Help us. Well, Help that's you. We were building him up until you interjected. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> I just hate to hear that there's more people that you know are inspired, and you should be inspired. Can I tell you what I'm learning from doing this for as long as we've done this is that every podcast listener is a potential host, secret, Podcaster, yeah, 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 like yearning for to, to be a podcast. Host. I, I, I understand that, and and he's a very good talent though, and, and, and that's. That's that's to say that's how much like if I was like an NFL football older I'd be like hey look don't you, be a free agent you know what the next time Kevin has to miss or, or or Lee has to miss or you have to miss I mean yeah I think he'd be a great guest host I agree I I totally agree if he wants to spread his wings and fly beyond the Moican nest I mean we'll do our best to support just like we support uh, the navigators yes yeah this Captain Stan and we're gonna be getting to him in a little bit huh. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Captain Stan is is has flown beyond, and you know, again, you want to support that because the people who listen are people who have something to say themselves. So you know. I feel that. I just you know, I got I got a lot of love. You know, I got I got love for yeah. the Bowieking Nation. I got a lot of love for what you know we do, and it's just you know that's know. just me. I just you know I hurt. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm paying it forward though, because somebody inspired me to do this, and here I am. Yeah, you're and right. So if I can pay it forward, if somebody if somebody else takes inspiration from me doing it. Then you know. Then I did my job. I'm with you, and, and, you I'll, and, I'll, and I'll take the bad guy role. On that. I just, <laughs> I just love the talent that that comes up and, and shows up and says, "Hey, you know, thank you for giving me a forum." And I, I know it's a tribe. So I guess if the tribe has to spread, I'm good with that. I'm just saying, I love to hunt and gather, and yeah. we we gather some very good talent. So you know, just don't forget us. They're going off to college. Yes, and they yeah. always have a home here. Just don't forget your parents. You know, so I'm, I'm going to learn to get better. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out. I just, whew, I just had to get that out. Cathartic. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. But right. If you love something, set it free. And if it comes back to you, it's meant to be. I, I hopefully. And then it, but if it stays with you the whole time, it helps you like grow. That is really awesome. I'm just saying. That's like the gonorrhea. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> well, that doesn't help you like grow in, in like the. You know, the creative sense, but I, I get what you say. I mean, it's not like a fungus. You don't want to think of it like a fungus, but no, I don't. No, it's America. You know, hey, look, artists do their thing. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, I, I support you. All right. So, and, and speaking of things that are growing, who's next? Next up, we have Captain Stan, which is a name you probably uh, recognize from a previous show. We talked about a letter that he, he emailed and sent us with some concerns. That we have since rectified, and he has written us an email back. Let it not be said that we do not listen to our fans. Absolutely. We have not said f- or a- or, a- or, a- or, a- or a- 
Yeah. <laughs> right. None of that since then. So uh, here's the text. Actually, he sent us a text. And this is how it reads. It says, hey, sounded good now. Much, much better. I just want to let you know that I, you have inspired me to start my own podcast. Look me up on iTunes. Search for Pirates of the Magic Kingdom. Give it a listen and send me some pointers. Captain Stan, PiratesofMK.com. Thanks, mm-hmm. Captain Stan. So, wow. Yeah, I started listening to his show. He does a show with him and his son and a couple other people. All right. Mm-hmm. Join us. Good luck to you, Captain Stan. I hope uh, everyone in the Moeka Nation gives you a listen. Mm-hmm. Check you out. Gives you some feedback, lets you know how you're doing, and uh, we'll definitely be listening ourselves. Yeah, yeah I, w- I want to hear it. Uh, if it wasn't for Captain Stan, he, he wouldn't have put us on the right put track. Put us back with on the, the right ship. track. That's, yeah. that's right. So we, uh, I, I would say I, I, I owe him that much. Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, he's got a son on the show, and he, he, his son's doing two segments. One's called The First Order Gazette, and the other one's called A Marvel Minute. Oh, boy. <laughs> a Marvel, wait, A Marvel what? A Marvel Minute. A Marvel so he's Minute. He's doing that. I might get all lawyers on the phone. <laughs> I was right? saying. So now I'm being replaced, or I got. No, that's, I got that's on a different show. You're not being. I know, but still, like, you know, don't, be, else, don't be threatened. They go a Marvel minute. Everyone knows you can go at least Marvel five to six minutes. Five <laughs> or six years. <laughs> if his son, his son is it's doing, son's it, right? doing it, yeah. Hey, look, no, that's, that's, that's definitely cool. I'm, I'm definitely all about comic book awareness yeah and in fact speaking of creativity i listened to his first show and his son expressed an interest that hopefully if his segments catch on he can break off and do his own podcast separate from i guess his, i guess he'd do it separate from his dad wow wow so yeah just branching we're just growing the magic our way just Jeez. creating branches and branches and branches we the gotta have getting to, bigger we gotta, it, yeah, does he want to do a marvel moment for us you could do a Marvel moment for uh, us. Hello, yeah. I'm right here. What? <laughs> I'm oh. right here. You haven't done a Marvel moment mm. segment. So it's while. on. It's like it's like I gotta you, just, I gotta come back with it. You this, know? There's a 14 year old kid who's kind of outdoing you. I'm just actually saying. he's older. Right. He's older than that. He's older than 14. How <laughs> yeah, old Captain Sands. I, I forget, but Captain Sands he said he was in up his upper 50s or something in this. Son's probably in his 30s, I think. Wait a minute. This is the kid that was in the car that he was worried about here in our show? <laughs> He's 30 years yeah, old? Oh, it's all been know. a lie. Let's go back to being dirty. Oh, wait. Hold <laughs> up a second. Let me just say this. What? If there's a, a Marvel competition to quote Rocket Raccoon, I got a plan. You got a plan. I got a plan. You got okay. a plan. I want the guy with the bad eye. I need the eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain Stan, good luck to you, man. We appreciate it. We, uh, you know, we look forward to hearing from you. And watch your eye. <laughs> it's not your eye. You know. Good That's luck right. to you, Captain Stan. Yeah, we spawn creativity from our listeners. And good That's luck right. to you. Write that shit, buddy. Don't forget, Pirates of the Magic Kingdom is what you look for. Piratesofnk.com. Who's next? And a quick little thing here. Uh, we are now available on Google Play. So for you Android listeners uh, or everything that use listen to podcasts, Google Play Music has just released Google Play Podcasts, mm-hmm. and we are available on there. We've, nice. actually, we've been available for a while. Yeah. Google just finally got that all implemented. So now all the podcasts are accessible. So Google caught up to us, what you say? Yeah, we were ready. We signed up to Google, and but Google was still working on whatever Google had to do. Mm-hmm. And finally, Google sent me an email that said, hey, everything's live now. So Google tell your listeners, Google Play Podcast, you're good to go. Get all your favorite podcasts for you, all you Android listeners. That's right. New tribe members on Google Play. You got no excuse now. That's right. You can catch us on this show. Right. So we're not only available there, but for those people that use TuneIn Radio, and if you're not familiar with the TuneIn Radio app, they uh, it's basically an app where you can access any of your favorite radio stations. And the Magic Ari podcast can be found in TuneIn Radio just as well. Get out of here. Yep. Wow. So we're expanding. We're every single place that I'm a weekend can access us. And if we're not doing it, let us know. I'll make it happen. Guaranteed. We're on every platform yeah. I know of. There's no excuse yeah. not to listen to us. Wow. Like, yeah. We are everywhere at once. We're That's in amazing. Your, we're in your pocket. We're in your laptop. We're in we your car. Ex- desktop. We saw you cut off that old lady. That wasn't nice. But we won't say nothing. We just, won't say nothing. Just <laughs> click it, on the podcast. Yeah, but if you are crime stoppers, you worth like at least 25 grand. You ours. It's about hunting and gathering. That's right. <laughs> All right. And speaking of TuneIn Radio. Who's next? Guys, we are starting to affiliate yourself with a, a little radio station out here in Gulfport, an online radio station. Um, this is a radio station that's available on TuneIn Radio as well as Radionomy. Mm-hmm. It is called Mad Hatter Radio. And there's some local people not far from us. And so they got in touch with that. Actually, they put a post up on Facebook page and I was one of the ones that responded, and we just looked, got to talking, and we said, hey, man, you're pretty close to us. We're in New Orleans. You're right there in Gulfport. You know, we should definitely work together, and that's exactly what we're going to start to do, man. 
Um, you, eventually, you're going to start hearing our podcast on their radio station, and you're going to you see already. If you've been visiting our website, you see a player for their radio station on our website. So if you want to listen to them, you could definitely do that. And please do, man. You, you can make it bigger. We can make it better. I already had talks with the guy that runs it. And we're going to take one, maybe one like a late night spot, man, like a 10 o'clock slot right after the Epcot fireworks. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live, man. You get the Magic Hour podcast. Like right. every best day. of the, the best Magic. of the Magic Hour podcast. So it's not going to be That's a, a lot show. of episodes because they're always yeah. good. Darren Dan T, you, you know, right. you won't hear Grandpa Eli on the best of the Magic Hour podcast. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Unless buddy. he does a, a promo bump for them. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Who's next? All right, we got a couple of new listeners that have emailed us to welcome into the fold of the Moeka Nation. Welcome. Welcome. So the hey. first one we got is a Tulane graduate. And Get he's also a TV, DVC member. So I don't, he never mentioned if he was from New Orleans, but he definitely has fond memories of New Orleans during his time here in the 80s at Tulane. Green uh-huh. wave. That's right. Good roll wave. But anyway, this guy's name is Harry Bernstein or Bernstein. I'm not too sure. I'm, I apologize if I messed it up. But I covered both pronunciations, so one of those should work. way to cover your bases buddy i just want to make sure i I should email him and i'll clarify but you know harry welcome man to the moeka nation we definitely appreciate you writing into us Uh yeah glad to have you at magicrowaygmail.com and yeah next time he says even he'll you know we'd love to grab a beer with us sometime when he's coming to town to visit because he's he says he still has a buddy that works at fat harry's When's the last time y'all been a Fat Harry's? Oh, it's been, it, it, yeah. how long have I had a kid and been married? Uh, God, it's been a it's while. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. Harry, I was a teenager. In, yeah, it's Jeez. been a good while, man. That's Can I tell, I tell you something? You. And this goes for all of our listeners out there. Uh, anytime anybody's ever come to town and said, guys, I want to meet up with the Magic Our Way podcast, we've always accommodated. And absolutely. if you don't believe it, go listen to the Navigators episode where we, uh, we met up with Listener X, yeah, yeah, or a key yeah. to them. If you part of the tribe, and you're like, hey, look, I'm going to be part of the tribe coming down for a drink. Me, personally, I will take the PTO if I know enough, uh, mm-hmm. had enough time. I'll take the PTO. It's about hunting and gathering right now. There you go. Now, there if you go. just show up out of nowhere, I can't tell you nothing. Yeah. And the next guy that we got to thank from down the bayou over there in Lafouche, Mr. Kirk Landry. Oh, oh Kirk, Landry. Right. Kirk Landry. Kirk Landry, yeah. All right. He put, he put in a request for a Moeka name. We're going to thank him twice. We're going to thank him in another segment after that other part of this segment. Okay. But yeah, Kirk Landry, you know, the former cop, Lafouche Parish Sheriff. So former I mean, what? Former cop. Policeman. My daddy was a cop. My yeah. daddy. Lafouche Parish. And yeah, he's still a cop. But he he's works with Harbor Police down oh, there. Oh, wow. The, the Officer Mo Weekend. Yeah, Officer Mo Weekend right there. <laughs> Officer Mo But he did put in a request. He, he discovered his show, and it's now we were now one of his favorite shows. Mm-hmm. You know, he's delved deep into the Mo Weekend Nation. We, we welcome Arms Open to this so now we have security I like <laughs> we have it. our witch doctor we have like our chief it. we have our tech guys and now we finally have security it's about time and he local he can keep those big old women off of Eli's doorstep and alligators too <laughs> they might be one and the same I don't know yeah that could be, yeah, could be the synonymous <laughs> yeah welcome Kirk hey big welcome to you Kirk and we're gonna work on a Moeekin name for you and re- unveil it in a very future episode I was gonna say y'all don't like Officer Moeekin huh I do uh, like oh, Officer Moeekin do we, do we do. wanna go with that I don't know TJ Moeekin TJ Moeekin <laughs> PI or something like that <laughs> Buford T Moeekin <laughs> oh I like that Buford T Moeekin <laughs> Oh, I like that. I don't know why, but I really like <laughs> I that. I do like Buford T. Weekend. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. I'm in hot pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we got to thank Kirk in another part, too. So here we go. Oh, okay. Let's do this. Who's next? So you know how we're always saying, man, give us beignets, man. Give us beignets. We're very hungry. And we even updated, put a very special picture up there for you. If you happen to donate some beignets, you'll get mm-hmm. a very special thank you. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys we got to thank is... Officer Moeekin. Oh, Buford get out of here. yes. Buford T. He bought Moeekin. us some beignets. One of the first things he did out when he joined the Moeekin Nation, uh, he bought us some beignets, and we definitely thank you for that support, man, right off the bat. He's working through back episodes, as a matter of fact. Oh, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, he's discovering the wonders of Grandpa Eli at the moment. I, That's the shortest <laughs> listenership we've ever had. No, no, no. I, so long, Officer Moeekin. No. Officer Moeekin's on the beat, man. I, I thought you were actually going to thank him for something else. I didn't know that he did that. That's awesome. What else he did was he 
actually ordered two copies of the Project Geisha graphic novel. Kirk is the first Mohican to successfully purchase a comic book from me. I, you know what I'm How saying? did he do it? I mean, there's no physical way to order. Wait, wait, wait. Well, wait. What, wait. But he okay. went, he basically he listened and he, he friended me on Facebook and then like he messaged me. He's like, hey, look, I, I went to your page, you know, like the, the Project Geisha Facebook page. He's like, I like the art. I want to see it. Here you go. And the link wasn't working. Website <laughs> wasn't working, but I, you know, he was like, but the Facebook, it he's does. like the Neo of your website. He's broken through the matrix. No, he's no, but he went to the Facebook page and he saw the product because Project Gage has a Facebook page, so he uh, saw that he's like, I like the art, and he placed the order for it. Yeah, it was all good. Dude, even was dude was so cool. Not only did he order two copies, but he was like, hey, look, I think there might be something with the tax and stuff. So I put in like a few bucks extra just to cover you. So I want to make sure that you're good. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So he's very cool. And so like I went and I was like, OK, no, that's awesome. And actually, he really did go ahead and uh, give me some extra uh, inspiration. So, you know, yeah, I placed the order for it. And yeah. We get him, sign him. You know, and, and ship it out to him. I actually thought I didn't know he did the yeah, big did donation, yeah. but yeah, awesome support. Speaking of paying, um, we have another person to thank for beignets. Okay. Oh and wow, we're gonna have diabetes at this he, rate. Yeah, no, and, and because he even bought us what I would say a plethora. Of a beignets. plethora. A plethora. plethora. Oh, okay. Do I know what a plethora is? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Mister Rick Swero, you've heard his name come up. Every Absolutely. now and then, he bought us a plethora nice. of That's beignets. That's another one we haven't had in the podcast in quite a while. I'd yeah, like to get him he's back. been on before. And if he's, oh, yeah. Rick, if you're yeah, ever he's... in town, just like every other everybody else, man, hit us up. Let us know you're in town. We'll meet up with you. We'll even buy you some real beignets. How about that? Yeah, we'll give you our key to the Magic Our Way Studios. It's not that hard to get in here. <laughs> <laughs> it really you is. You really even need a key. It's more like a cinder block. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like uh, going to a... Shell station bathroom. Right. That's right. Like, I need a key. No, just here's the cinder block, right. you know, with his or hers on it. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. In, in which we have a lot of money and equipment. Yeah. <laughs> you can see where the magic happens. Yes. It's really impressive. There's a lot of magic going on. It's not yeah, a, but Rick, yeah. thank you, man. We definitely appreciate yes. you buying the beignets. Thank you, Rick. Now, wasn't, was that for your birthday, though? I think, yeah. Part of it was a birthday gift. You donated oh, some beignets for us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that, that was enough cool. So I can make a cake out of all the beignets he built, man. Oh, we had to put some candles on it. That was a fun night. So we definitely, guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for all that. And you guys, too, if you want to donate some beignets, man, go to our website, magicrawway.com. And you'll see the link right there at the right-hand side of the page, man, near the speak pipe widget. So, guys, we're going to continue our conversation with Mr. Lee Cockrell. And here we go. Now, you've had a hand in helping to create a number of, like, like Disney amenities that, that many guests who visit the park still take advantage of to this day, like Magical Express or, or pin trading. Uh, w which of these amenities that you've kind of instituted to help put in the park that you're still proud of that, that's still there to this day? Well, you know, the pin trading, I love that because when before we had pin trading, we, had, we did $3 million a year in pin sales. And then after we started it, uh, the first year we had it, we did $25 million. And today it's a $100 million business. And wow! I I wore the pin lanyard every day, and even though I was the executive vice president, I'll, for hundred million, I'll I'll wear anything on my head. And, <laughs> That's uh, the truth. That's the truth. And by the way, it forces you to interact with the guests because they come to you. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and actually, a guest told me the other day. He said, "We were in the park, Lee. We wrote me a note. And we were in the park, and we went up to this guy at pen trade, and, and it turns out he was your son." You know? <laughs> I mean, it's just a small world, and the kids just love it, and it helps kids be more not so introverted they get used to talking and trading and it's it's got a lot of good things going on i like i love that a lot anything that gets an interaction with the the guest and the cast mm -hmm. is a is a big plus yeah and yeah. That, it's still going strong I'll be, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's yeah. insane i mean i, I got do, a, i got a garage full of pens here oh wow <laughs> yeah I, I got several of those little uh i guess those little briefcase things they sell full of pens yeah, I, I yeah. don't really trade much. I'm more of like a collector. Unless I see something on a cast member, then I'll buy a pin just to you trade that. You could probably go there and sell them to those little five-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, I could. But I like my, I, I like my pins though. <laughs> say that now. College is coming. Yeah, this yeah, is true. Yeah, I got yeah. three. I got three daughters, so I got three yeah. marriages to deal with. So, 
Yeah, I have, to bless uh, you. have to save that. Have to sell that one day. I don't want to let my comic book collection go, but one day I might have to. Listen, I got a granddaughter. It's graduating from high school. She's seventeen. She's six foot tall. She's gorgeous, and she's going to go to the University of Denver. And I told her last night she was over at the house, and I said, "Margot, wait." I have to have one big conversation with you before you go to college. Just get ready because I'm going to tell you everything about those guys at college. <laughs> you, you know, I've had that scenario run through my head several times, and my, mine are still pretty like in the single digits. Uh, <laughs> You've got three guys talking to you right now that have no sons, all daughters. Yeah. So uh, well, you got to start talking to them. And I say by eight or nine, you got to start talking about this stuff because they they're getting it out there. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. What they have access to? Oh yeah, my my daughter is sixteen, and uh, actually she like she relayed a quick story to me, and I'm not gonna go through all of the details, but basically she went out a she went out with a boyfriend, and she just started to learn to drive. Like she literally got her driver's license last week, so she yeah. started off saying, "Hey, this is a funny story." They go out on this date, and she basically says to him, "Hey, I want to go shopping." He says, "I don't want to go," so he drives off in his car and leaves her. So what? she yeah. <laughs> oh my god you kidding i'm not kidding make so, sure he never comes around again right so but she gets in the car she has a phone so she does the gps and figures out how to get home but the thing is is that she's just like oh yeah you know not a big deal and i'm like it I is a big deal I, yeah i'm like i want to talk to this guy today tell me where he lives tell me where the gps is and i'll go over there and, and yeah, talk to exactly him. yeah Same on him you know i told my granddaughter i said my first piece of advice is trust no man <laughs> and, uh, until i tell you it's okay right now your father and me that's it nobody else all those little boys lie they say they say they want to hold your hand they're lying that's so, it that's yeah. it and so i've i've been telling her that since she was a little teeny thing so uh, even one day in the car she asked me she said peppy are we Democrats or Republicans? <laughs> she, she was about seven. And I said, Margo, I'm not going to have a conversation about this. You're going to be what you want to be when you grow up. And, yes, uh, indeed. I don't want to influence you. And uh, that turned out, they kids still remember that conversation and that they mm-hmm. were not just because we are certain thing. They had to be. In fact, we, we changed to independence. I got out of both those parties. Yeah, yeah, but so. communication is very important, and I like how you stress that in a lot of your talks. I mean, you know, like you said, you break it down very well so that people uh, can approach you, be comfortable, and you know, the, the thing of clarity always that always sticks out to me. Uh, I like that very much. You know, just making a nice, concise message so that nobody <laughs> ever forgets <laughs> it. You know, yeah. Speaking, yeah. talking to that, I kind of have a couple of questions uh, for you as it pertains to a lot of your, your talks and your books and whatnot. When you're hiring a new employee, like, uh, you know, a lot of times people are hesitant to hire people right out of school that have little to no job experience. Uh, During your time at Disney, did you find that, like, a lot of experience could sometimes, like, people that were interviewing with a lot of experience could sometimes be a negative as opposed to people who are haven't had any job experience and more more adaptable to the Disney way, whereas the older school, like, they had experience and they were more set in their ways? Yeah, I mean, that's true, and that's why we are so clear when we interview people about how we do it. You know, we tell them, you know, this is Disney. This is not where you work. We don't care what you did where you worked. Mm-hmm. Now, let me explain to you how you work here, being on time to work, hospitality, professionalism, no inappropriate jokes, no blah, blah, blah. We mm-hmm. go through it because we don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. So, and uh, so that clarity really uh, – uh, for the people who have a lot of experience in other places. Now, the young people, you know, I tell pe- young people, when you're 16, start working so you can come to the workplace and say, I worked at the grocery store bagging groceries. I worked at a bar in college. I did this. I did that. Because that pays off, too, mm-hmm. that you've had exposure. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so it, both of them. And, uh, but I think we're looking for attitude. We hire, as we say, hire the attitude and train the skill. And uh, if you don't have a good attitude, I don't care how good you are, how skilled you are, you got to have a good positive attitude, can do, be on the team, be committed to go all the way. And if you do that, we'll we'll train you, we'll work with you. And uh, that's the way I think about it. Without a good attitude, you can't make any headway. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in like different standards for different employees or, or should every employee adhere to the exact same standard? 
Everybody should, you know, one standard. I mean, we say everybody's polite, everybody's mm -hmm. clean, everybody's got shine shoes, everybody's got the name tag on, no visible tattoos, no visible piercings, no purple hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. Nope. As I say, no weirdness at all. So, and that's what we do. And because uh, we're putting on a show and you got to play your role in the show. So we're going to tell you what your role is. Here's what you do. Here's how you do it. And if you want to be in this show, you got to do it. If you can't sing and dance, you got to get out of the show. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and I think more people need to be clear because if, if you don't have consistency, that's, you don't have a brand. People talk about consistency. Wow. Every time you go to Disney, this is the way it is. It's always clean. It's always friendly. It's always – that doesn't happen by accident. You know, as in my first book, Creating Magic, you know, it says the first sentence says, it's not magic. It makes Disney World work. It's the way we work. It makes it magical. Great, Great. quote. Yeah. Great quote. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, no, I just – you nope. got to have a way, and then you got to have leaders that can enforce it and train and have a relationship with the employees. So they want to do a good job. I don't want to make people do a job. I want them to do a good job because they want to. Right, right. Not because right. I'm standing over them. Yeah. Right. Because like you with your daughters, you're not going to be with them when they're out in that car. <laughs> right, right. You've already done your work. So. Yep. Yeah. And she talked to the boy. That's why she told me to stay. She's like, please don't get mad. I said a lot of bad emojis, but she she talked to him and she dealt with him. That was the tail end of that that part of the story. I want to think yeah. like my child's still stranded to this day when I'm doing the podcast. You know, she she talked yeah. to the boy, gave him a piece, but yeah, I was like, Yeah, you stay like that. Except you not tell, with me. You tell her to never stick around anybody that doesn't respect her. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> never, never, never. Yeah, because I like being happy. I don't want to have to like chase some boy down. I don't, I'll <laughs> hey, do it I'll too. give you a piece of advice for your listeners. My granddaughter just came to see me, and she said, uh, "I said, how's it going?" She said, "Well, I get out of school in two weeks. I'm graduating." She said, "Today, all the seniors were brought into the auditorium. They had three lawyers and two policemen there to talk to us about becoming 18." what the law is, what you can do, not do, when you get stopped, how to handle it, how to do this, how to do that. I mean, she said it was incredible. And it really opened their eyes. Three attorneys and two policemen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what I want in the car with my daughter when she goes out in her first date is three attorneys and two policemen. <laughs> well, you ought to maybe get, if you can find a good attorney, somebody that you know, have them speak to her about the law. You know, little things get kids in trouble and they get a record and then, boy, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a DUI or drinking underage these days. I mean, it's on your record and you, it'll follow you everywhere you go. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and these kids don't understand that stuff. They think they're bulletproof. And yeah. So I thought that was a great idea. It wasn't mom and dad talking to them, it was three lawyers and two policemen. Yeah. Right. No, that's very smart. Yeah. Um, now, to kind of go back to what we were talking about the you know, expectations and policies, as a quick aside, we've seen the allowance of certain facial hair to come to the, yeah. as part of the Disney look. Yeah. Um, what what do you think about that? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. But uh, you know, I'm older, right? And I know it's kind of the times. Disney's very careful when they do. You know, it was a big deal to go to mustaches. I mean, and I, here's how the Disney does it. By the way, we don't make those things lightly, but they actually have sets of photographs of people with different things. Like mm -hmm. they'll have a photograph with cast members with tattoos or piercings or mustaches or long hair mm -hmm. or a ponytail or uh, um, a goatee, beard, whatever. And they show these to the guests. They get guests in the room and they show it to them. Say, pick out in this picture what you don't like. And the guests are fine with mustaches and the guests were fine with facial hair. And I think, you know... We you got to be careful that you move somewhere along with the times, right? Yeah, yeah. but although other times, other kids ask me, university kids will ask me, "What is the biggest recommendation you have for me?" I said, "Shave." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. Because a clean shave. If you're going to be in American business, is conservative. If you're going to be in the entertainment business, God bless you. If you're going to be a, a NBA player, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You know, if they pay you eleven million dollars a year, but. If you want to just have a business career and you're going to be in mainstream life, it's better to be conservative because that'll serve you better. Amen. You know, if you're going to live in L.A., maybe you can do something different. But uh, 
I always look at the cover of the annual report. Bob Iger looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite stories from your book was about how uh, Bill Marriott came up to you because like, you had oh, the yeah. uh, 70s yeah. hairstyle and it's like, uh, you don't quite look the part I'm looking for. And That's not what he said. He came up to me and my hair was over my ears. It was 1973. Everybody had long hair and it was Mr. Merritt Sr., the founder. Yeah. And he reached up and took a hold of my hair. And he, said, <laughs> oh. he looked at my name tag and he said, Cockerell, are you the manager here? Said, yes, sir. He said, why don't you get a haircut and look like it? <laughs> oh, my God. And there I had go. a heart attack. I've never had long hair since. <laughs> wow. And he was right. Why don't you get a haircut and look like you're running this place? <laughs> Grabbing the hair, though. Was a little, I told little my grandkid, person. don't go along with the trend. Don't get yeah. a tattoo on your neck because everybody else does. Or don't right. do this and don't do that because... You know, today you can be different by not having them. <laughs> right, this is true. You're absolutely right. So whether on stage or in a desk be behind the scenes, no purple hair, no... Yeah, and I yeah. Said, we don't care if you have tattoos and piercings. You just got to cover them up, makeup, yes. long sleeve shirt, take the piercing out till after mm. work. I mean, you can't be in Fantasyland or Frontierland or right. all these places. We're we're putting on a show, and so that's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. The, Imag the Imagineering guy, they all look like they're uh, terrorists. So that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Especially that Joe Rody. Yeah, he's got yeah little, like a Joe Rody, man. Yeah, he's got if you didn't little... know Joe, that would you'd have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. A little that, thing. If Joe Rody came to the door to pick up your daughter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I, I don't know what you imagine, but that's yeah. when you but, send the two you gotta imagine yourself going back. Yeah. He's got a different job, and by the way, that creativity is good for him because he is creative and he's mm -hmm. God bless him. I I admire him for being over. He's done a hell of a job in his life. But uh he's an exception. Yeah, he he is uh, he's brilliant. He really is. And Animal Kingdom is is to this day one of my favorite. I think it's the most beautiful park that Disney does. Is Animal it Kingdom? Is. Yeah, it's one fast. of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, very. And he's very good uh, literary too. Like going on his website, just seeing his prose about mm -hmm. how he grew up and everything. Very yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking if I'd have come to interview with Al Weiss and I looked like Joe, I wouldn't have got hired. <laughs> there it is. That's true. Yeah, it, but that's what I mean with the whole st different standards for different employees. Like, okay, so like Imagineers, are there different standards for creative folks than say the folks that are on your front line? Yeah, I mean, creative people. You know, you got to you, if they don't face the guest. We do, but creative people—they're already crazy. So you got to let. <laughs> I mean, most people don't understand creative people. Yeah, Even creative right. people don't understand yeah. creative people. I tell and it to you, my wife have, all the time. We have them: chefs, pastry chefs. Uh, you know, some florists are very. Mm. I mean, there's creative. Chefs are hard to manage, just like any creative person. They got their way, and they want to do it. And, we work with them to let them do their menus and do whatever they want, and we get better product that way because they're very creative. You can't make a menu for a chef; they'll throw you out of the, off the top right. of it. Yeah, you know it's funny. Get, what's funny about that is you know I teach at university, and then so I'm dealing with my students. You know, we're all creatives and stuff, and, and you know sometimes when I notice there's like a little downturn on uh, uh, productivity as far as what my students should be doing. Uh, my, usually, my first question is is if there's somebody in your life that's new, that's involved, you know? <laughs> and so I ask them that. And then my next question is, well, are they a musician or are they a civilian? <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. Are they in jail or are they uh, <laughs> right, right. are they in weekend relief? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lee, I want to ask you this, and I, I imagine you're the guy to kind of speak on this because I mean you're, you're so good at public speaking. The old wives' tale is when you're doing public speaking, you got to stand up there and you got to picture the audience naked. And to me, this makes no sense because it seems like my mind is going to be distracted picturing an entire group of people naked. Now, uh, as the guru of public speaking, what is your uh, suggestion? Is that is that an old wives' tale thing, or is what would you suggest to people like if they have to get up in front of a crowd and speak wow. for the very first time? That's absurd, first of all. Thank I you. There's a bunch of people. If I saw them naked, I'd probably faint. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people you should never see naked. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, speaking, I, I dropped out of speech in college because I was so terrified to give a speech, and I didn't do anything about it for 15 years. And then at Marriott, I went and got help, started speaking, and started learning how to speak. And and I got good advice, uh, and Bill Marriott's father-in-law was the head of professor of speech at the uh, University of Utah, or Brigham Young, one of those. And uh, mm -hmm. 
I, he gave me some advice. I said, how do I get do this? He said, Lee, first of all, don't give speeches. He said, tell stories. Mm-hmm. Tell stories to make your points. Use personal examples like your grandkids, your wife, your family. You lost your bike. Your dog ran away. Mm-hmm. Whatever points you want to make, use personal stories. Don't let anybody write a speech for you. Never use a teleprompter. Uh, and uh, he said, always remember, they don't know what you're going to say anyway, so it doesn't even matter if you forget half of it. <laughs> and it's true, and I started doing that, and today I use no notes, I use no nothing. Get out of I, here. I, I prepare in my mind, I've got a little uh, kind of outline in my mind of the points I want to make, and I, and I customize them for whoever I'm going out to talk to. Like uh, last week I was in St. Louis, spoke to Sears Automotive. Mm-hmm. So I went and visited Sears Automotive stores here in Orlando before I went. And I bought some things and had a good experience, and I was able to work those stories in about Kevin, who took care of me, and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, uh, tomorrow I'm speaking to Electronic Aeronautical Association, and um, I'll talk about airplanes and electronics and safety. And then next week I'm going to Washington to speak to the U.S. Patent and uh, Trademark Agency. And uh, so I'm thinking about things like that, and I'm looking it up on the Internet. And I get mm-hmm. the stories, and then I go in, and I – no notes, no nothing, no microphone, no PowerPoint, no overhead, nothing. I just talk to the audience, and they love it because <laughs> they – I tell them, listen, my mother didn't use PowerPoint. She said, look at me when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I do, and it, it's very powerful. People love it. People hate PowerPoint. It's obnoxious. People, if, you know your, if you know what you want to talk about, you don't need PowerPoint. Sometimes you can make a list, make six or seven you know, bullet points. You can walk over to the podium, look at them, get you back on track. That's good. Then you can go talk about it. If you know your stuff, you can talk about it. You know? And uh, relate it to family and relate it to real life. And when you were growing up and the lessons you learned from your mother and your grandfather, and there's a million of them. And mm-hmm. there makes it stories. People love stories. Yeah. And uh, that's what Disney's famous for. So that's why I started. So I don't even prepare anymore. I just blah, blah, blah. And they don't know what I was going to say anyway. So, I, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that because now knowing that you're speaking tomorrow, we don't have to feel guilty that we're keeping you from preparing for tomorrow's speech. So yeah, I don't I, really prepare for anything <laughs> except dinner. So that's <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. I got to ask you this. Uh, it's a must. I'm sorry, but I have to. Uh, what are your thoughts on Walt Disney, the man, and his leadership style back in the day? How does the principles he preached uh, back then hold up to today's standards? Well, I think there's people like him still today that are pretty tough and uh, very exacting, and they're very clear about their expectations, and they're high risk takers. You know, if I had, if I could take really high risk, I'd probably be a gazillionaire. But I, <laughs> I'm a little insecure about taking super high risk. But some of these people out there just they throw it all out there. They're you know, and mm-hmm. I you got to th- look at all these people opening these high tech companies. I mean, they just go out there and they make it happen. And so I think Walt Disney was probably ahead of his time. He was. Yeah, I mean, he was so committed to what he did. He believed in what he did. He went through bankruptcies. He lost money. He did this. Lost his characters from time to time. Mm-hmm. But here was a guy who believed. And uh, when I think if you want something to happen, it will happen. And that's one thing I know. If you kind of come to the conclusion you want something to happen, you can make it happen. If you can, as he said, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I think that's a good one to remember. And um, mm-hmm. so I've done a lot of things I never thought I could do. And I and I, one of the advices I give, and I tell your listeners, don't underestimate what you can achieve in your life. It's probably far more than you think. And don't uh, don't underestimate yourself. And also, don't underestimate the impact you have on other people every day, making their life better, educating them, being a good person, being nicer to them, building up their self-esteem and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself and believe in others, and you, you'll start to enjoy your life more because people are going to appreciate you. And... Uh, when you help them, and a lot of people are not getting much help, you know, they go to the workplace, people don't even know their last name, they don't treat them right, uh, and so I, t- I wake up every day now and I think about how can I, whoever I'm meeting with, I'm going to make their life better, not worse. Right, right. <laughs> so, no, I mean, there you go, that makes sense. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> including my wife. <laughs> yeah, the, impor- the most important person that you should, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. Uh, I just, I got to tell you, one of the podcasts that I, I really enjoyed uh, of, uh, of yours is um, and I just listened to it again the other day. Is the one that y'all did about depression, and oh, and man. how people how to handle that, and how people you know are going through a lot of that stuff, and people that don't seem uh, 
think that they need to help, but they actually do need to help. And uh, with the whole macho thing with, with some of the soldiers, I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to that. Cause you know, I'm kind of going through a little bit of a thing at, at the moment, but uh, listening to that a couple of times just kind of kept me uh, uplifted that I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to succeed through and, and through everything that I'm going through at the moment. So, I mean, I, well, that's one of my favorite. Life's tough. That was, I went through some really tough times. I mean, I would tell you for six months, I was totally miserable. I couldn't sleep. I, I mean, it was, everything went bad and uh, I'm over it now, but I had to work hard at it. And I did an update on that one too, by the way. Oh yeah. A few weeks ago that everything I did to get better. I saw an acupuncturist. I went every week. I went to see a psychologist and took cognitive behavioral therapy from him for seven weeks. Mm -hmm. I saw a psychiatrist. I exercise every day at four o'clock. I do 40 minutes on my Stairmaster. I did weight training. I did, I started eating better, cut out alcohol and caffeine because this anxiety, man, I'll tell you, it's rough. Yeah. And and then I lost self-confidence, my self-confidence. So I canceled all my speeches and, um, because you, you lose your, you know, when you're, Anxiety, it just takes over, and it was a good lesson for me because I didn't think I, that could ever happen to Lee Cockrell because I thought I was bulletproof. And <laughs> let me tell you, the brain is fragile and it's emotional when it happens within your family or your kids. You guys are going to see we, you worry about your daughters all the time, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, no, and, no and argument. If something happens to them, you know, they as I tell people, you're worrying about them, they're not worrying about you, and, uh, <laughs> and you'll worry about them every night. And when you wake up, you can't sleep or you're your daughter comes in crying because she's disappointed. You're going to be awake. She's going to be sound asleep. So, I mean, it's emotional family issues can really take you down. And then the stress of life just piles up. And it's not a lot of people are suffering these days. And that's why I did that podcast because I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that was just an incredible episode. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I keep constantly on my iPod uh, yeah. just, just to reference to because it was just it was just great. Yeah, I told everybody I lost 25 pounds. I looked good and felt bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> the doctor said, maybe you can go for talk therapy. I said, no, give me the drugs. <laughs> I need the meds. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, that's good. You guys focus on that stuff. Be careful you don't get out doing so much that you lose your way because it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah very much. absolutely. You and you lose your family. You've lost everything. Uh, that's the that's the hardest balance is to keep is between the work and the family mm -hmm. and um but you got a good family structure and it makes the work that much easier yeah i wouldn't have got through that without my wife she really put up a lot of nonsense from me i was a bad mood i didn't like it got into arguments and uh because i was totally mentally ill <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh she just put up with it and then uh, i woke up february 13th and i was feeling all better so you know your your yeah. wife sounds like a saint and a great cook. You need to FedEx some of her meatloaf with the green Tabasco sauce. Actually, we had it last week. It was get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So my one day we'll come to New Orleans. Ah oh, man, you if go. you ever make, help, make it to Shreveport, and we'll we'll make it a point to to meet up. And we'll bring every Tabasco sauce they make. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give yeah. me a shot. This is from Lee. Uh, Lee's one of our, our Lee, our travel agent. The Lee, Lee 1.0. Yeah, yeah, Lee 1.0. You're Lee 2.0. This is Lee 1.0. Uh, he had a kind of a question about today's fast pass system and My Magic Plus because, you know, one of the biggest problems when, when you go to Disney is that people have a tendency to overplan their trip and they're never going to be able to do everything they want to do in one trip. But at the same time, with all this fast pass plus and My Magic Plus, where you're booking dinner reservations and, 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 and uh, uh, ride reservations well in advance. Uh, it's kind of like Disney is kind of putting people in a spot where they have to meticulously plan every aspect of their vacation months in advance of going. It's a lot of day planners. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. so you have to plan, but knowing that you'll never see anything or else you'll burn yourself out trying to see everything. What do you think about that? I mean, is there a happy medium? Is this just supply and demand? Uh, is there more that can be done? Uh, what, it, it, facing yeah. with this problem, what would you do? Well, that's the major thing Disney's working on all the time is trying to get that down where you don't have to wait in line so long. That's why the whole technology thing's taken over and the fast passes and in advance and Disney reservations and business keeps growing. It And there's a type of person who wants to do that. I mean, I, personally, Lee Cockrell, I don't do those kind of vacations. I'm going yeah. to France on March 27th, and I'm going to go to a house in Provence, and I'm going to drink wine and lay on the couch. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person, and then I'll go out when I want to, and we'll go for an early lunch so we don't have to wait in line. We'll go for an early dinner. Uh, so there's people that 
you know, they love that Disney so much that, uh, but it's like going, I, we went to Europe once. We saw seven countries in three weeks. It was a big mistake. And now we just, <laughs> we go to one country and stay for a month. And, the, and then we really appreciate it and enjoy it. So it just depends how you're wired. But it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard work to go to Disney. But it's, uh, the, boy, people just go home and think they had the best time of their life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how you can, I, I think we can't keep people from coming, although Donald Trump wants to keep them out of the country. So, <laughs> <laughs> attendance attendance could go down. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't get anybody from Mexico or Brazil or, right. or not know. with that wall. Not no. with that wall. <laughs> no, but I I want to tell Donald. I don't know how to get a hold of him, but uh, while he's building the wall, they're building the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so they're coming in underground. So yeah. he's it, that wall is not going to work too good. I, I'm sure he listens. I'm sure he listens. So I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can I ask you this? I mean. Living in Orlando, I mean, do you and your do you and your family still go to the parks? Oh yeah, we go occasionally when we have guests in town that want to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I've got a lifetime pass, so we go over there. My son's there. We go for Christmas, Halloween night. The kids want to oh, nice. go. We go do something. We go to dinner. We take people to see the f- illuminations or the mm-hmm. fireworks uh, wishes. But uh, we used to go for a couple of hours, and mm-hmm. that's nice about having the pass. I don't, you know, if I was paying three thousand dollars and had to go in there <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning till midnight, I'd probably die. But uh, yeah, we go over. I'm over there quite a bit, and I speak over there a lot too. So yeah, uh, yeah so I see everybody, and uh, it's great. I mean, it's a it truly is a magical place. I just I still I just go wow, and I don't even understand all the fast pass stuff now because I haven't had to do it in a long time. But yeah. uh, I know it's changing rapidly. Everything yeah. they're trying to do is trying. They're trying to make it easier and uh, yeah but, yeah but and and it's hard to get in for dinner mm-hmm. and that's why they're building more restaurants they need more and more and more because mm-hmm. they got that that got that meal plan now yeah 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 and the people love it and they sign up for it i do i yeah. I, I think half of the fun of disney is the food i think that y'all have some of the best it restaurants is. over there and it, it, a vacation without uh, a meal at uh, various restaurants on Disney property. My favorite being the California Grill, Narcuzzi's, all those. I mean, it's a, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. it's a vacation wasted. Uh, and, and speaking of which, you know, starting off as a cook, what is your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite restaurant? Where you where would you go? Where would you anniversary? Where are you taking? Uh, where are you taking yes. Priscilla? Yeah, I mean, we uh, California Grill was my favorite, too, because we had to go to Burbank. Dieter Hanning and I, who was the head of food and beverage, we had to go out and ask for $6 million to renovate it. <laughs> that, that was pretty stressful. And uh, so that was the, really the beginning. When we did California Grill, That we started hiring really great chefs, turned them mm. over, let them have it. Flying Fish, I love. I love. Uh, Narcosis is great. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, Citrus. And uh, I mean, they, there's great food there and great mm-hmm. chefs. And, and I just saw Victoria and Albert's got their 16th year of Five Diamond. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah. Six, only eight restaurants in the world, I guess, are, have gotten that. And and Scott, Scott, the chef there, he just keeps pumping it out year after year. Man, <laughs> he's just as committed now as he was 20 years ago. And nice. uh, so it's it's it is a great place. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it. From the bottom of my heart, I need to thank you uh, on behalf of myself and, and my wife because uh, thank you for helping to renovate and bring the California Grill back to prominence. That That is where I proposed to my wife to marry oh, me nine years you. ago. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you for doing that. It was actually absolutely great. So we did it over wishes and they brought outside champagne and everything like that. Just a wonderful, wonderful experience. You're organized, man. Yeah. <laughs> there you, huh? can, you know, can I tell you something? I, I, I'm putting that on my resume. Lee Cockrell says I'm organized. <laughs> hey, if you can pull that up. My son was going <laughs> to propose to his wife 23 years ago. Uh, 20, almost, yeah, 23. They just had the 23rd anniversary. He was going to propose to her in front of the Eiffel Tower because they were living in Paris. And he said mm-hmm. he had a glass of wine and he got so nervous he did it in front of the refrigerator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Having been in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower, I, can I tell you, it worked me because there's a lot of people over there always trying to sell you things and push things on you. So I would have been a little bit nervous doing it in front of there, like in the restaurant yeah. overlooking. Oh, that's beautiful, though. That's where they did it. Yeah. Seems to work so far. <laughs> I'm writing that down in my day planner right now. Yeah. So you guys let me know when you want to do this again. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was a pleasure. Hey, can, I, can I ask you a couple of real quick things before you yeah. go? Yeah. Hey, how do you enjoy podcasting? Because you're so great at it. How do you enjoy it? 
I love it mm -hmm. because I get so many nice notes from people saying, wow, that really helped me or I learned something or yeah. thanks for the, thanks for talking about, I mean, I, I heard from people all over the world on that anxiety and depression one, mm -hmm. all over the world. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, uh, and, and, and people said, nobody talks about it. And I, I wish my bosses would be more in talking about this because it's a problem in the workplace and we've got to get it out there you know I tell you is anxiety and depression is just like having the flu it's an mm -hmm. illness and you've got to get treated mm -hmm. and uh, you can be treated and it can be get better 80% of people are cured with uh, antidepressants now and anti-anxiety drugs and you there's things you can do but nobody wants to talk about it look at our troops they don't want to talk about it you got to be mm -hmm. the big tough guy mm -hmm. my psychiatrist said you know uh, men don't come in mm -hmm. women come in to see the second men don't boy I was in there in a flash because mm -hmm. I wanted to get better I didn't want to live like that so yeah. somebody yeah. can yeah. help you in any part of your life if you want to get better I don't care what it is and, mm -hmm. Even being a cook. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a new medium to be able to reach people in terms of, you know, having an audience uh, and having them hear the message. I think podcasting is the next step. And I, again, you know, I, I congratulate you for, for uh, enriching us in, in getting yeah. involved in that. Uh, uh, two more questions w real quick. One, what is your favorite Disney character? Well, uh, I guess spent a lot of time with Tigger when I first joined the company. And I think that kind of is me. Uh, Tigger's pretty active, jumping around a lot, and, uh -huh. uh, and uh, not too serious, and uh, awesome. kind of kind of fakes it. So I, uh, yeah, I, I like Tigger. Tigger's my my father's favorite as well. It's it sure <laughs> is that you say that. Uh, and lastly, uh, hopefully someday soon we'll we'll see a Lee Cockrell window on Main Street. And I'd I'd like just to ask you if and when that day may come, uh, what would you like that window to say? Well, it's there already. Get out of here. Yeah, it's right above the jewelry store. You know who you're talking to. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I didn't know that. What well, does it say? Do, what does it say? And, uh, <laughs> Tell them what it says. <laughs> it, I'll send you a photo of it when you give me your email. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they put it. They gave it to me when I retired. And okay, had a big that's ceremony, cool. and it was, it was the, probably the, I was shocked. Because most people, you have to be there like 25 years or something. I was there 16, but they did that, and it was I was really felt uh, honored and privileged to have that. And my son worked over there in Merchant. I told him to keep that window clean. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, so then what does it say? What does it say? It 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 talks about uh, that I wrote. Uh, it's about the Main Street Diary that I published every week, and it it says mm. tales of inspiration. Uh, Leacock, rural editor. Oh wow! How that's, perfect is that? That's how cool! How great yeah. do you feel knowing that's there? That that forever that will be there. That people will look at that. I know it's incredible. I get a note from people all the time that send me photos when they're there. They'll send a photo. Up to you. I just saw your window, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, mine and Bruce Laval were next door to each other. Oh, nice. Right on Main Street. Nice. That who is awesome. knew? Who knew? From Oklahoma to having a window on Main Street. Great. That is awesome. <laughs> and cool. didn't even know what he wanted to do growing up. This is awesome. I know. Maybe it's better not to know too much. <laughs> but to plan. You're yeah. an inspiration to all us late bloomers. Yes. Yeah. Well. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Have fun down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And whenever you're in our neck of the woods, man, you know we got good some good restaurants too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you send me that email with your contact information, I'll put you in under New Orleans. You got it. Absolutely, Absolutely. sir. You guys take care. You All too, right, lady. Have a yeah. good one. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right, guys, that was a great episode and a really awesome discussion with Mr. Lee Cockrell, former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Operations, man. Very great to talk with him. Had a lot of great information about life, leadership. And uh, if you happen to catch us on this episode, man, you you didn't catch the first half of this. Go back to the first half, the show previous to this, and listen to everything that he had to say there because that one was just as good and chock full of information um, from an, a very experienced mind. So you don't want to miss that, man. You don't want to miss either of his episodes. Check it out. Check out his books. Listen to his podcast, uh, Creating Dizzy Magic with Jody Mayberry. And it was it was just a pleasure to talk with him, and we definitely appreciate him taking the time to come on the Magic Hour podcast and spending as much time as he did. That was just incredibly generous of him and a lot of fun. 
He was a yeah. lot of fun to chat with, man. We wouldn't let him go, guys, really. Uh, you know, it's edited out, but a thousand times he asked us to please stop talking to him. And we were like, yeah, just three more questions, Lee. <laughs> it, it kept going like that up until he was like, wait a minute, it's an hour and 40 minutes in. I need to stop talking to you guys. I have an early morning. But he wants to come back. It was so much fun. You no, know, yeah, I'm playing. He He was great. His books are great. I've read them. I've enjoyed listening to his podcast. I mean, I've enjoyed reading his blog. I mean, everything. uh, He makes me uh, one to go ahead and do a lot more in my life. Yeah, it's it's very inspiring to to see a person that's gone through so many different Mm -hmm. challenges and different changes in their life and then hit a pinnacle and then still say, hey, I got more to do. I got more to give. So like you know, everybody can be better. That's what I take away. Yeah, but he was a he was he was a pleasure to chat with, man. He could have been one of the guys that easily could be on this show, man. Just one of the guys chatting Disney, talk about life stuff and everything else. You know, very cool, very very real. Yeah, realest guest in the room, most realest by the bing, by the boom. Yeah, so it was it was awesome, and yeah, like like you I said, we look forward to the next time we're doing it, and he so does he apparently. If you want to know when that's gonna happen, man. MagicRWay.com is the best place to get in touch with us, man, or find out what's going on. You'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. So when we do have Lee Cockrell on again, you'll be one of the first people to find out. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at MagicRWay.gmail.com, or you can call and text us. Yes, I did say Texas to all you young people, not Texas the state. <laughs> text us. Team weekend is right. in hot pursuit. I'm going to get it, boy. Get, get. And our number is 1815-MO-WEEKEND. It's 1815-MO-WEEKEND. 669-4226, guys. And, of course, we have Eli on the show. who's going to tell you all about his projects and how you can get your hands on some and also to keep up with him on social media so that you know when his next project is coming out. So, Eli, take it away. If I had learned anything from the first... And the second podcast with Mr. Cockrell is about clarity. I'm going to share some clarity with you right now. You want to go on Facebook, you mm-hmm. can look me up, Eli H. Ivory. If you want to mm-hmm. go ahead and check out the work, go on Facebook.com, go to Project Gates, you will see different images, and you, there's a lot of people on there that like the page. More than welcome to go ahead and check it out. If you want to go ahead and go on Twitter, I can be reached at Hancock. 10166. If you want to go on Instagram, I can be reached at EIV504. If you want to go ahead and just say, look, I want to see what you got for your book. What's the book? It's Project Geisha. You know the story. It's all about the glory. How you doing? <laughs> Where you at? Where you at? You can go ahead and go to www.ivorycomics.com. Check out the work there. You can go ahead and go to www.peepgamecomics, that's comic, C-O-M-I-X, and get a digital download for you. Just go ahead and search, say Project Geisha, boom, goes right to you. But if you want to go ahead and get the printed copy, which has extra features. And you will sign. I will sign them. However you want them to. However you want. Or however you want him to. As, mm-hmm. Well, as, as, as much as I can write uh, on, on a marker without worrying about Carpal Tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. So those are the ways you can find me, and uh, yeah, we'll have uh, more stuff coming down the pike. But you know, you guys keep listening. I'll keep drawing. You you you, you be happy. I'll stay happy. Good. And guys, if you want to support Lee 1.0, book a vacation with him, man. He's mm-hmm. Lee of Magical Moments Vacations, which is a platinum earmarked Disney travel agency. So if Disney trusts them with that distinction, so can you. Book with Lee today by shooting him an, an email at lee at magicrway.com or call him at 832-570-5490. And don't forget, a portion of every booking Lee gets may, goes to support Girl Power to Cure, which is a foundation dedicated to raising awareness and funds for treatments and a cure for Rett syndrome. The other portion goes to M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> M&M's. And then I was going to say, another portion goes to our show. He, he dedicates a little bit of that money to us he as does. well. He does. He does kick back. So that I almost supports. choked right there. <laughs> 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 so there's many different ways that you can help, man. It goes to this foundation. It goes to our pockets. And it goes to his belly. Yes. So <laughs> support Lee of Magical Moments Vacation, our Leap 1.0. And if you want to further support the show, 
you can do a couple of things, man. Number one, go to our website. Click on the affiliate links that are on there. You'll see. Just click on it. That's all you got to do. Done. Easy. Mm-hmm. Second thing, buy some beignets like Kirk Landry and Mr. Rick Suero. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. Buy some beignets because we get hungry when we record. And also, too, make sure you represent the Moeka Nation wherever you go by purchasing some of our clothing from our merchandise shop. Right there, go to the website. You'll see the word shop. Click on it. Boom. There you go. Buy yourself a shirt. And please, lastly, leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. And in addition, wherever you download the show, whether it's Stitcher, Blu-ray, Google Play, uh, TuneIn Radio, Mad Hatter Radio, wherever you do, leave us a rating there. But especially make sure you do it in iTunes, man. Maybe we're making a big push for that. And if you haven't done so already, man, we would definitely appreciate you. And we'll even give you a special shout out on the show using whatever name you decide to give iTunes, because I know you can make yourself anonymous. So even if or you put something... Or anonymous Or anonymous But uh, yeah, you could be wh- whatever persona you want to leave a rating interview. But please definitely do that. Very, very big push for that. And lastly, we thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. I say all opinions are welcome on the Magic Ari podcast, so get in touch with us today. Yes. So, Moeekins, ladies and gentlemen, I say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I am Denny. Magic out. Bye now and have a Disney day. <laughs> Hey, Kevin here from the Magic Hour Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that show. And I wanted to take a second to let you know about something we have been working on. We are currently working with Mad Hatter Radio to bring you more unique Disney content. So Mad Hatter Radio, you may be thinking, wait, is that another one of those Disney online radio station kind of things? You know, the fan stations that play all the different kind of stuff? And my answer is, yeah, it is. But there's more. They've plussed it. Not only do they bring you the park audio, the binaural audio. They bring you the songs from the attractions, the spiels, anything. But also they bring you songs from the movies. They'll bring you songs from Disney theatrical, the Broadway shows like Lion King, Newsies, The Little Mermaid, uh, Soon to Come Aladdin, any of those things, man. So we're offering a bunch of different things, more so than your regular old Disney fan station from the parks, you know? So if you're a fan of all those elements of Disney lore, and we are, especially here on the Magic Army Podcast, you want to definitely check out this radio station. Oh, and also we provide different versions of the Disney songs as recorded by different artists. So for example, you may have the song When You Wish Upon a Star, one of my favorite songs. You may hear the original version sung by Jiminy Cricket. And you may hear a country version. You may hear a Hawaiian hula version. You may hear a rock version, a funk version, a jazz version, any version, man, that's out there. Uh, you'll hear it on Mad Hatter Radio. So not only do you get the standard stuff, but you also get the stuff that people have been creative with. And you know, in the Magic Hour podcast, we really stress you guys being creative. So yeah, definitely give a listen, man. And you may, it'll help you get your inspiration going. You may be, you know, be a closet musician, be like, hey, I've always wanted to do a heavy metal version of Part of Your World. Well, you know, listen to this radio station, Mad Hatter Radio, and you'll definitely get some inspiration on how to do that. So, guys, definitely check it out. Mad Hatter Radio right there on our website, magicrway.com. On the right-hand side, you just click the button, and you're listening to Mad Hatter Radio while you work, while you play, while you do some gardening, whatever else. So check it out, Mad Hatter Radio. And we'll see you on the next show.